Hello and welcome to Ready, Set, Retire, an audio guide packed with information to help you achieve a successful retirement. I'm your co-host, John McComb, with more than half a century of award-winning broadcasting experience. It's my pleasure to join Lori Pinkowski every two weeks for Ready, Set, Retire. Lori is an award-winning and highly respected portfolio manager and senior vice president at Canaccord Genuity, who has been successfully managing retirement portfolios for over two decades. We're here to talk about everything from financial and estate planning to travel, hobbies and health matters and so much more. Whether you're thinking about your retirement or already living your retirement dreams, Ready, Set, Retire is for you. And on today's Ready, Set, Retire, when it comes to family, we all want to do what's best for our loved ones. We have an instinct to protect and take care of our next of kin, now and after we are gone. Family wealth planning isn't just about what you've created, but about the story that we are a part of and share. And Lori, when it comes to your finances, this means handing down knowledge to the next generations. Having a good financial plan that suits you and your family thinking about the legacy you want to leave, and so much more. Yeah, you're completely right, John. And I find that over the past year, year and a half, there's been a lot more conversation about family. Uh, I think that comes out of the pandemic and, and how we had to focus on family more than ever before. And that tells me it's a great time to reinforce that family wealth planning is for all investors. And you should all be having these conversations, either with your partner, with your spouse, or with your family, or at least with your financial advisor. And we have to consider that family finances have never been more complex, but the biggest wealth transfer in history is underway as more of the population is aging and really starting to think about their legacy. So when it comes to creating generational wealth, careful planning and thoughtful sharing of intentions together with the right financial advisor or portfolio manager or team is what's going to create a successful legacy for you in the future. And today on Ready, Set, Retire, we'll be talking about family wealth planning and advising across generations. We'll go over some of the things you should be thinking about in your retirement to ensure that both you and your family are well taken care of. And if you are considering early gifting to your children or grandchildren, leaving a legacy or want tips for talking to family about finances, then you have come to the right place. Keep it locked right here on Ready, Set, Retire. Lori, it's one thing to get our finances together as individuals. You know, you have got to track your expenses. You have to pay your credit card debts and set some goals for what you want to achieve in life and save. But what about a family financial plan? Yeah, we often want to include your thoughts and goals regarding your family into your personal financial plan or estate plan. You need to consider the needs and wants of your family, whether that be a partner, young children, adult children, grandchildren. You want to ask yourself, how much do I want to leave for a legacy? Do I plan on early gifting to my loved ones? And if so, Is there a specific way I'd want to gift? And how much will I need to live comfortably in retirement and still look out for my family? So I think those are major questions that you want to ask yourself. And really to kind of go into that a little more, when you think about gifting, 
I find that parents generally want to help their kids or even grandkids, especially with a down payment on real estate here in Vancouver, as I've mentioned before. But there are other ways. You can also open up a tax-free savings account for them. Contributing to an RESP, Education Savings Plan, is another, or just simply opening up an account for them. And essentially what you're doing is getting assets off your own balance sheet into your beneficiaries. And again, you want to do this later on in life. You, you don't want to do this early on in retirement. We want to make sure that you have enough for you first. Other clients allocate a certain gift every Christmas, or they help pay for certain expenses like a renovation or a new car. This isn't a good fit for everybody. Not everybody wants to early gift, but essentially if you have more money than you're going to spend in your lifetime, it can make sense for you, even tax-wise, to investigate that a little further and have that discussion with a financial advisor. You want to look at your personal cash flow needs, as I was saying. So when we do a financial plan, we're usually taking your age up to 90 or even 95. And as I've mentioned, my Oma so many times, I mean, she's turning 101 uh, July 31st. So I do believe taking your age out longer is just more conservative because you don't know how long you're going to live and you don't want to be running out of money in your late 80s or you know early 90s. So make sure that you continue to look at your own cash flow needs and also just in terms of cost. Like I always say early on, you tend to spend more in retirement because of traveling. While you have your health and your mobility, travel is kind of first on the list for many, not all. But later on in life, you have medical costs, right, that creep up too. Often people do own their home, so when they sell their home, move into assisted living, they'll free up some cash flow to pay for that care. But again, it's something to include or at least discuss uh, when we're doing a financial plan for sure. Well, that's great advice. So what other factors uh, need to be considered when you're thinking about early gifting to your family? tax consequences, as well as the recipient's life situation. So I'll dive into that a little bit. So tax consequences. So if you're thinking you want to gift a lump sum to an adult child or grandchild or whoever, you want to think about what is that going to cost you? So if you have large capital gains unrealized in your portfolio, that when you either gift or you sell out some of these positions that you could create a large capital gain for yourself that you're gonna have to pay tax on. So a lot of people don't always think about that. So you wanna assess that situation, just be sure that you're comfortable with it. I mean, taxes are gonna have to be paid on making money at some point. CRA is not nice enough to allow it to go on forever. So you're gonna have to pay some tax at some point. So just take a look at that and consider your beneficiary's life situation. So that means making sure that whoever you're giving money to is responsible with that money. Not everybody has the ability to be responsible with money. And I hear that a lot coming from parents talking about their children. I mean, (laughs) some kids are are more responsible than their parents. So it's all a very unique situation, but it needs to be discussed. Like if you're going to hand somebody twenty, fifty, a hundred thousand dollars, we don't want to see them blow it overnight, right? We want to make sure that they have goals or they're investing it or whatever it may be. Another situation you have to be cautious of, which a lot of people don't want to think about, is that fifty percent of marriages end in divorce. So if you early gift to an adult child who's married and that marriage breaks down, there could be a possibility that that ex-spouse takes some of that money that maybe it was not intended for them. So again, those are conversations you need to have. And these are conversations we have almost on a weekly basis, I would say, with clients. Family financial planning is so front and center and so important. And I think a lot of financial advisors really just focus on the day-to-day money management. And, and of course, that's what we do day in, day out. 
But really, that that second part of the family financial planning is just so important because what's the point of saving all this money, getting a good return on this money, if for when you pass away, there's no plan for the money and you end up paying a huge amount of tax or it doesn't get into the hands of the people you want it to get into. So that's why both sides are so important. The day-to-day management of the portfolio, but also the family financial planning. Let's talk about the piece that you just mentioned, and that is inheritance not going to a spouse if there is a divorce. Is it particularly complicated to set that up to make sure that doesn't happen? I mean, you don't want to jinx the marriage, but on the other hand, as you say, 50% of them do fail. Yeah, it's true. I mean, if you're looking to early gift a down payment on a home or property, you could use a promissory note. So it's almost like a loan. There has to be interest charged. You might want a lawyer to draw that up for you so that, again, if there was a marital breakdown, that down payment isn't going to the ex-spouse. If you're gifting cash and so on, it is hard to protect the growth on that asset. Now in BC, you know, what you come into a marriage with is essentially yours. But again, the growth on those assets is up for grabs, kind of. So again, you want to talk to a lawyer at how best to protect your child in any case, you know, whether it's inheritance, so when you're gone, or whether it's early gifting. But I, I would say when you're gifting cash to a couple, it is a little harder than like creating a trust later on down the road for when you're gone. So again, a conversation with a lawyer is needed for that. Okay. So how can parents or grandparents ensure a successful transfer of wealth? Well, definitely working with an advisor that's used to transitioning wealth from one generation to another, a financial advisor who works with the entire family. So I would say in our experience, often we're working with the parents or grandparents, the children, even the grandchildren. We've got our ESP, so we get to know the entire family. I think that's important. What you have to also realize is that like 51% of Canadians expect to transfer wealth but only half of those have really discussed inheritance with the recipients. So the conversations aren't happening. And I don't even need a stat to tell me that. I know that just from speaking to people. 70% of legacy transfers fail, meaning a client's vision is never realized, usually because of a breakdown in trust or communication amongst family members. And I would say more communication than trust is an issue. And just some people are a little scared or worried or fearful to have those conversations with their adult children because they may not want them to know what they have until they're gone, right? That's a, that's another issue we run into yeah. because they may be asking for more early on. But again, as you age these stages that become apparent, you'll want to have those conversations. But I just feel that if you're able to, if you have that open communication with your family, I, it is a, a better idea to start earlier than waiting till you're in your 80s or 90s to have those conversations. And it seems to me that your job of financial advisor and portfolio manager can also kind of bleed over into being a psychologist and a family psychologist at that. 100%, John. I, I should hold many <laughs> degrees, you know what I mean? Yes. You know, I often yes. say marriage counselor is another one, but really helping families understand each other, being able to smooth that communication between generations, I think is also something that I've helped a lot with. Uh, Even sitting in those meetings with a lawyer to ensure that, because I know clients so well, that the discussion they're having with the lawyer to make sure that it's clear that they're getting their ideas and goals across to that lawyer, I think is also very important. 
And sometimes I'm a sounding board. A lot of clients tell me a lot more than you would think that they would <laughs> about family and about health and all these things. And I really value that. I appreciate it. I take what they tell me very seriously and it's all very confidential. But sometimes those little bits that they inform me about really help us with not just managing their money day to day, but really planning for their future. And so that open communication, whether with your spouse, your kids, your financial advisor, it, it is really, really vital in order to achieve long-term success in investing as well as in family financial planning. Well, when we talk about leaving a legacy and passing something on from one generation to the next, it can be just about anything, I would imagine. Uh, what other options do people have for leaving a legacy? Yeah, you want to also think about like heirlooms, jewelry, and, and I know that's not on the list for most financial advisors to talk about, but you could really take a look at giving away some items early on, making sure that your house is not overcrowded with items so it makes it difficult. But really a legacy is, is what you want it to be, providing character that you want to pass on to other generations, dreams and goals, as well as things like jewelry, as well as things as like your portfolio and, and others, right? The lessons that you've learned in life. I think uh, there's a lot of things that one can pass on in terms of what's deemed to be a legacy. I would imagine that, in, I mean, we, we touch on this, but involving the whole family in the planning process can be quite difficult. And even in families that get along with each other, we love our families, but it doesn't mean that they don't come without their own complications or their own baggage, as it were. Yeah, definitely. It's becoming more and more important, though, to talk candidly to the entire family about estate planning, wealth transfer, tax planning, spending habits, and your overall financial situation. You know, and I've been seeing more and more clients really try to educate the next generation or even their grandchildren. I think it's really important to have those discussions so that they do understand what a portfolio is, what investing means, what does wealth transfer really mean? Because again, you can't rule from the grave, John, right? I mean, that just becomes very stressful. I've seen it in meetings where people are trying to figure out how much they should give through their will on an annual basis to their children because they don't want to give them a whole lump sum at once. Sometimes that has to happen because again, either a child is unable to manage their own money but then for kids that are responsible and are able to likely inherit a lump sum, you just don't want to put too many limits on that, I would say. And so again, it's really important to have those conversations. And so we say you've prepared the money for your family, but have you prepared your family for the money? And I think that is a great question. I think most would answer no. So when involving the children in financial discussions, I try to ensure that they become engaged as possible. I'm dealing with a lot of adult children at that point as well, having detailed discussions about their own income and what happens if they inherit a bunch of money all at once. I mean, do they even want all this money? There's kids out there that don't even want the inheritance, if you can believe it, that I've come across. So, what? I'm serious, totally serious. And it, some don't even want early gifting right away. And so these are conversations that, you know, a parent would be shocked to find out their kid doesn't want 100000 that they're gifting the other siblings. But it does happen. So every family is unique and special. And like I said, it's obviously easy dealing with families that get along. 
I don't think all families get along, John. I, I've seen it. Really? Uh, but there's yes, I have. Can you imagine? <laughs> what, a, what a surprise! <laughs> what a surprise! However, you can still get through it. So don't be overwhelmed. I guess with the fact that maybe you know your children don't talk, they don't get along, that kind of stuff. We can work around it. We can plan for it. And again, with a lawyer and your financial advisor working with you. And even helping communicate that after the fact uh, once you're gone. So, in summary, Lori, it seems like few things are as financially important as family financial planning. Not only are the specifics so dependent on your individual circumstances, they're incredibly high stakes as well. So, what you do with your money no longer affects just you. That's right, John. You do have to look at the future and family financial planning is something you should be giving thought to when you're managing your money for more than just yourself and for your own future. So thinking long term and planning ahead can increase the likelihood of being able to reach your financial goals and also really plan for the future, whether that be early gifting, if that's important to you, whether it's helping out adult children with a down payment on real estate or helping grandchildren with education or simply trying to just pay less tax overall for you as well as your family in the long run. So this is why, you know, whenever we're dealing with any of our clients or family, it's really important that everybody's on the same page, that we're having that communication. And so when I'm even having that initial call with people, John, when they call in, I'm asking them a lot of personal questions that I try to tell them, you know, I'm not investigating your life here, but I'm trying to get to know you. I'm trying to understand your family, you know? So when people are calling us to manage their money and I start asking, what are your kids' names and how old are they? They're going, why do you want to know? And I'm saying, I need to know as much as possible in order to do this right. And so I take a lot of time for that and uh, I appreciate what everybody shares with me, but it's only so I can help them even better now and in the future, and especially for that generational wealth transfer that will be in the future. And I guess the question that pops into my head is, well, okay, does every financial planner, does every portfolio manager go to the lengths that that you do, frankly, in order to make sure that all of those bases are covered not only today, but for some time into the future? The simple answer to that, John, is no. (laughs) And it's unfortunate, right? I have so many people come to me going, I think I'm supposed to be getting more from my advisor, but I don't think I'm getting it. And I'll say, okay, well, what happens for you? Well, you know, I talk to them twice a year. I say, you know, do you have an updated will? Do you have a power of attorney? Who are the beneficiaries? And they're like, no one's ever asked me that before. And working with accountants and lawyers and working as a financial team for clients is so important. I mean, even accountants, a lot of them are just looking at this year's tax return, how to save you taxes today, where us or financial planners, everyone working together is going, how do we minimize tax over the long term, not just this year? And so that also is an important conversation. So in our industry, not every financial advisor or portfolio manager is focused on retirement planning. Some of them do more high risks. Some of them are interested more in commission trading accounts. Some of them are more interested in other aspects of the industry. So you want to make sure that whoever you've chosen is an expert in these different stages in life. It will make such a big difference to you and your family to know that you're working with a a team that specializes in retirement and in estate planning. I I think that's just so important because otherwise I think you're really going to be short of information to make insightful decisions for yourself and your family. So take it upon yourself to work with the right people. 
All right. Now let's uh, wrap things up as we do every show with our quote to ponder until we meet next time. What do you have for us? Family is not an important thing. It's everything. And I think that's so true. And that's why we take the time to make sure that families are planned for. And that's why you should take the time as well. Lori, always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, We'll catch up again in a couple of weeks. Thanks so much, John. It was great chatting with you again. That's all for this week's edition of Ready, Set, Retire. If you're interested in learning more or have any questions, please don't hesitate to call Lori and her team at Pinkowski Wealth Management. 604-695-LORI. 604-695-5674. For Lori Pinkowski, I'm John McComb. Thanks for listening and join us again in two weeks for another edition of Ready, Set, Retire.